Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of SPT. What's up, Vince? Tyler? What's up? What's going on? We're we're minus the Tim. Um, he's having internet issues. The damn guy's already taking vacation sick days. The hell? Damn it! <laughs> damn it, Tim! Tim. No. When you listen to this, you're gonna laugh. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, big big football weekend. We got to jump right into it. Um, we're just gonna start with the NFL. Um, mm-hmm. Vince, do you want to go through the scores? Yep, let's do it. Um, let's dive in. Thursday night, Cleveland beat Pittsburgh twenty nine seventeen. On Sunday, the Sunday slate of games, Chicago beat Houston 23-20. Miami outlasted Buffalo 21-19. The Cincinnati Bengals beat the Jets 27-12. Indianapolis beat surprisingly beat Kansas City 20-17. Carolina over New Orleans 22-14. Minnesota beats Detroit 28-24. Baltimore over New England, 37-26. Jacksonville all over the Chargers. Huge upset, 38-10. Atlanta beat Seattle, 27-23. The Rams over Arizona, 20-12. Green Bay barely surviving against Tampa, 14-12. And now it's time for our boys. Um, Tyler, your boys in Philly, they win against Washington 24 to 8. The Carson Wentz revenge game did not happen. How are you feeling? We had eight sacks. Eight sacks, four of them in the first quarter alone. Uh, I would say that game was buttoned up by the second quarter, and I was able to drive home comfortably from LA. <laughs> <laughs> It's always nice. No pressure. Just, you know, focus on the road, not have to, you know, white knuckle it through a close game. So that's good. Good for you. I also, before you jump into your two teams here, because I know we're going to be on this for a while here. You said Jacksonville and the Chargers was a surprising uh, win for Jacksonville. I do have to say Trevor Lawrence is starting to be on my radar. Is pretty, he's coming along as a, as a, not a bad quarterback. You know, there was, that just tells me that Urban Meyer was a really bad coach, but, yeah. um, also in the Chargers defense, Herbert, you know, was playing with cracked and fractured ribs and um, their number one wide receiver was also out of the game with a hamstring injury. So yeah. no they Keenan were pretty Allen. much handcuffed. Yeah. yeah. So go ahead. That's, that's I, I'm, I'm ready. I'm okay. ready. Sam, you want to go first or me? Um, You go first. We did. We okay. did. Uh, uh, we did Raiders first last time. So you got that, That's true. That's true. Okay. So in the Sunday night game, the 49ers took a giant shit in Denver, 11 to 10 really weird score. It's only the second time that's ever happened. Um, All of the things that I was worried about when Jimmy Garoppolo took over, they all came into fruition in one evil swirling (laughs) chaotic cloud of hate and despair. Um, I, was seriously concerned about you know jimmy having a bad jimmy game and it it got so bad that bad jimmy bailed out bad jimmy when he stepped on the back end line causing a safety before throwing a pick six that ended up not happening because of the safety so um way to go bad jimmy uh really bailed out even worse jimmy on that one god damn uh dan orlovsky is running victory laps on twitter now because 
he's not the only one that ran out of the back of the end zone. And I know those <laughs> plays are different. Like those were definitely different situations, but what the hell is up with that play call? You're, you're calling a play action pass. That's going to, I mean, Jimmy's basically going to be in the back of the end zone anyway on that kind of a play. I mean, I look at Jeff Wilson, who was running like, you know, six or seven yards a clip. Let's no, 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 no. We're not going to hand off the ball there. Um, Good God. God forbid you get the ball into a really talented player's hands when, you know, when he's hot. God. Uh, the whole game plan, that first drive looked great. <laughs> and then after that, we got just one field goal the rest of the time. And Russell Wilson does it a fucking again to my Niners. And God, I hate that guy with the, with, with the most respect. Fuck you, good sir. I mean, I, I don't know how else to say that. Like, that's how I feel about Russell Wilson. You know, um, this um, this 49ers game reminded me a lot of the Raiders game last week. That defense came out ready to play. They were stout. And then it just all came off the wheels. You know, the defense was out there for way too long. The, alf- the offense wasn't out there for long enough. You know, Trent being hurt is a big blow to you guys. But uh, in reality, like, it, it kind of almost mirrored exactly what the Raiders did last week. Yeah, this is... All of these things that I'm saying now, you heard them before, but substitute Sam and Raiders. But I mean, it just, it was not fun, a fun game to watch even like, like if it's close and you lose, you know, in a, even a mediocre scoring game, like it sucks, but this game was just so boring and plenty of penalties to go around again. That was the same issue in week one. Uh, They, I thought they cleaned it up in week two, but apparently it's just, you know, it's going to be something that the Niners are going to have to deal with, I guess, is all of these penalties, too, and the turnovers. Uh, this is a game that the Niners should have won. The Niners should be 3-0. and Instead, they're 1-2. and They're only a game out of the lead for the NFC West because uh, the Rams had uh, – uh, they lost uh, to Atlanta. Oh, no, 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 no. That was last week. Uh, the Rams lost at some point, I think, but – they're still right there. They're uh, the Niners are still in it, but when you've got a quarterback who runs hot and cold, he's like, you know, a rhythm quarterback. And you, if his rhythm gets disrupted, that's when bad Jimmy really shows up. This is, we, we say it's a Jimmy G and then happy feet, Jimmy G and happy feet. Jimmy G showed up today or at least last night. Yeah. Dancing penguin motherfucker. (laughs) Uh, yeah. So I really miss Trey Lance. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I know it's been one week and Jimmy's going to obviously have much better games than what he showed on Sunday night for the entire nation to see. But this is what they're going to be talking about. Um, and, and this is exactly the kind of game that basically proved my point. Like Jimmy's floor and Trey Lance's floor, they're not the same, but the ceilings is really different because we, we talked about Trey Lance's ceiling when Trey got injured and Jimmy can't do the stuff that we talk like the stuff that Trey is capable of with the mobility and, you know, being able to make a play with his feet when ne- necessary, even just escaping pockets to, you know, throw or throw it away or live for another down. This is, this is going to be interesting. I think the Niners end up maybe, you know, nine and eight, 10 and seven. I mean, there's definitely still capable of getting into the playoffs, but any aspirations for a Super Bowl, I just, 
I know that J- bad Jimmy is going to show up and ruin it for me. And I that's, feel like that's okay. I feel like you're a little too hard on Jimmy and, and you have every right to be, it's your opinion. But the reason why I'm saying that I feel like you may be a little too hard on him. This guy didn't even get the playbook in the off season because he thought he was going to be gone. He didn't show up for training camps because he well, thought he was going to be gone. And then the first, the first game that he was able to come back to be fair, the other team didn't game plan for him. So the whole entire dynamic of the offense changed once Jimmy came into yeah. that game. No, 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 absolutely. And uh, I will give you the not working out during, during training camp. I'll give you that piece, but the playbook argument, I will not let slide because he's been in this system. There might be specific like individual plays or whatever, but he knows how to call whatever play uh, Kyle Shanahan gives him. He knows generally what plays happen where like, you know, he knows, he knows this playbook. He's been here too long to know. He didn't even need the playbook um, to, to be able to know how to call a Kyle Shanahan play. And I know that those plays are long, but you know, he, he knows the cadence or whatever. So I don't, I, I do not subscribe to that argument. Also, too, Vince, to, to, you know, I've been on the Jimmy bandwagon a little bit uh, on this show. So, but a little, you know, to criticize Jimmy a little bit about the playbook is um, especially on opening drives and your first drive coming out of the half. A lot of times you can have a scripted plays, you know, at the beginning of the game, you know what your first 10, 15, 20 plays are going to be and um, not looking sharp on those first 10, 15 plays. Like, you know, you should have came out like gangbusters and even coming out of the half uh, just to to manage uh, 10 points, not good enough. You know, uh, this these are going to be the days that all the, the, the people that wanted Jimmy gone for whatever reason, this is going to, you know, see, I told you, and that's what Vince is saying, right? Like his whole point mm-hmm. is, see, this is bad Jimmy. Um. I still think, though, even within the bad Jimmy, you still don't have the feeling that your season is lost. You just heard Vince say at one and two, we're still in it. They could get on a streak. And, you know, so because we've seen Jimmy get hot, you know, um, five, six weeks straight and, yeah. and they're right back in it. You know, last year, the Niners were three and five with Jimmy and then they turned it around in the second half. They right. ended up 10 and seven. So, I mean, this is not over by any means. I'm just saying that the Niners winning a Super Bowl is over at this point um, because in, Jimmy's not consistent enough to to make it through four games because you're probably going to be playing on wild card weekend. I don't see them getting the number one seed. So, you know, it, it's funny how the tables have turned because um, I was high on the 49ers. I didn't pick them, but I really wanted to. And I'm like I said, I didn't pick them because. I didn't know what Trey Lance was going to be like. And obviously we're going to have to wait another year, maybe two years to see what that's really going to be like. But um, I maybe growing up as a kid, being an A's fan and a Warriors fan, even though my Eagles have won a, a, a Super Bowl, I'm still like weary about jumping on the bandwagon of like, this is going to be a good year for us. And like, we might be going all the way, but. God, we look good last week. We look good this week. And I might be jumping on that bandwagon, but it's funny because I had I had no thoughts of the Eagles going to the Super Bowl or making a big playoff run. I definitely had the 49ers making the playoffs. I don't know about a long playoff run, um, but certainly maybe better than what the Eagles were going to offer. But hell, maybe we may have seen you guys. Who knows? Um it just it's funny how sports work that way. They just that the whole table flips onto it and I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not going to rule it out. 
each team, if they won, they were tied for first. So you're not out of it. You're just, you know, you're in second place. You got to keep that as a positive notion going forward that, you know, a, a weird game with a weird score doesn't happen all the time. Throw it in the bin, move to next week. And I think if Jimmy shows up like this week for next week, then we got cause of concern mm-hmm. for me. I think that's all fair. Um, yeah, so I think that's enough Niners for now. My blood pressures, you know, want to try to get that under control. So let's move on and ruin Sam's blood pressure. <laughs> the, Ra- the Raiders fall to Tennessee 24 to 22. And now the Raiders are the only 0-3 team. Sam, I ask you this every week, and it's a similar answer. How are you feeling, bud? The disappointment continues. You know, just a one of the most disappointing starts, I think, to a Raider seasons of, of all time. Really. I mean, historically, really, like a his, from a historical point of view, this is probably the worst 0-3 start possibly to an NFL franchise in a very long time. What was riding on the line is you know, this whole John, the whole John Gruden thing is still going on with the NFL and the lawsuit and why he left the Raiders or had to leave, whatever, you know, whatever that is. And then getting Josh McDaniels with the history of the new England Patriots and what he did to the Broncos and all of this stuff. And then you get this general manager, you basically bring last year's roster back. You bring, pretty much John Gruden's roster back. And a lot of people said, uh, you know, there's, there's some key players. There's, there's some key components and you brought in these coaches and I was, I was drinking the Kool-Aid, you know, and they just don't look sharp. They don't look disciplined. Um, They look lethargic. Um, Just a lot of, uh, I mean, they're, they're a player two away from winning all of these games. You know, um, but it's just a a game full of mistake football. Can't execute at the at the biggest moments. Uh, third and long, you know, offensive line. Um, Derek Carr, you know, is, is I don't know what it is. He he's not getting the ball to his receivers. You know, like one week this receiver has a big day, the next week it's a different guy. Um, but you kind of see in each game, game one, you know, Devontae Adams went off, had a had a great debut. Game two was absent, you know, what, four, four to six targets, something like that. He wasn't even targeted enough. Uh, Waller hasn't really had a big game at all. Um, and then last week was uh was uh Hollins was their you know leading wide receiver. So I think they, they had have, this week too. They're just not consistent. They're just too inconsistent. I don't think they have an identity. Maybe that's because they're learning this offense and everybody's learning how to play together. Um, none of these guys were on the field together during, during preseason. Um, so I think they came into the season a little bit overconfident thinking that they were just going to blow uh, teams you know, out the stadium with, with having a high octane offense and a marginally improved uh, defense. I still think the defense is improved. Unfortunately, this last week, um, the, you know, the first half, the Titans had their way w- with the Raiders defense. Um, 
the silver lining there is the defense played pretty damn well in the second half. They, you know, Titans didn't score. Uh, I don't think they scored any points in the second half, maybe a field goal. Um, you know, the Raiders came back and they missed it by a two point conversion. So, you know, in the second half, they showed they can, they can rally a little bit in the fourth quarter, uh, but they couldn't get it done on that two point conversion. Um, so, you know, their, their playoff hopes was, Tennessee did not score in the second half. Yeah. So, I mean, the defense played out in the second half. I do think the defense is much improved, um, but the offense is uh, really, it's to me, it's really why they're zero and three is the offense too many third and longs, giving up sacks, um, poor execution, penalties. Um, and now I, th- I think with your defense just being on the field, um, you know, for so long, it's going to take the, it's going to, that's an Achilles heel that this team is dealing with now. The Raiders are not dominating in time of possession. So their de- their defense is, is getting gassed. So it's just disappointing. And then just the the stadium, the you know what your the brand you're trying to build in Las Vegas. Um, you know you go out and get the number one wide receiver. Um, you get a defensive end opposite uh, Crosby. You know you make a good trade and you know get Rocky Asin, who's been um, playing really well for the Raiders. So th- they are much improved. Um, but the the offense just does not look sharp. It doesn't it doesn't have an identity. It just looks you know it looks flawed. It does. It does. And I and I think where do you draw the line and say this is the offensive coordinator's ability and Derek Carr's ability? I mean, right right now the benefit of the doubt is gonna go to coaching, right? Because they just came in. And we, as Raider fans, we kind of seen this Derek Carr. Like we've seen him, we've seen him be hesitant. You know, week one he was saying he was too aggressive. He's got to be more conservative. And then, you know, the past two weeks or or week two he wasn't very uh, aggressive. You know, so he's, you know, he's in between. He's high and low. Um, I think he's a he's a good quarterback, but. I think he also suffers same thing from uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, is he going to be good enough to get it done at the biggest moments? Um, and I think that's that's kind of the concern with a lot of Raiders fans is is this guy going to be the guy that can get it done? We know he leads the Raiders, and I think the NFL in like fourth quarter, you know, comebacks um, since he's since his tenure and time in the league, but you know. With all with all the passing yards, with all the stuff, all the records that he set with the Raiders and the fourth quarter comebacks, he's been to the play. He's only got to be to the playoffs once, and he got smoked by a rookie quarterback. You know? Yeah, I know they don't go head to head, but you know that's how these games are judged. You know, uh, breaking news. Well, somewhat breaking news. Uh, Dak Prescott could return next week after getting stitches removed out of his thumb. For the Cowboys, yeah, they are rushing him. Yeah, <laughs> that's way they, too fast, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, they, they're living the Cooper Rush life right now, and yeah. uh, I mean, as I just che- like I checked a couple minutes ago over my shoulder, I have the game on in the background, and they're up three nothing, but it's still way too early, and Cooper Rush is way too not good enough to get them into the playoffs in any meaningful way. 
So they really what's need really, Dak Prescott. What's really interesting about this football season already is just the 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 talk of backup quarterbacks. I don't think we've ever talked about more backup quarterbacks ever this early in the season. Um, at least I can't remember. Um, Correction, it's 3-3. Three, three. But yeah, you're right. Back to the backup quarterback. Because, uh, you know, um, I don't have much else to say about the Raiders. Um, so just jumping backwards to Thursday night football, what I really enjoyed about this game was like the battle of, of you know, like a backup quarterback. Um, you know, Pittsburgh, I was texting you guys a little bit, Pittsburgh has a uh, Mitch Trubisky and he, he's been playing okay, but he's kind of like was a backup last year and he's trying to become a starter again in Pittsburgh. He he has the reins right now, but those reins are short. They might go to the rookie. You know, <laughs> like They might just give the rookie the reps if they fall out of it or feel like they got a better chance um, to win. Um, they might go to the rookie. So, you know, he, he might be battling to be a backup or, or a starter right now. So, and then on the Cleveland Browns, it was really interesting was a uh, Jacoby Brissett, who is, he's the backup. They, they started this season with him as the backup because of the whole Deshaun Watson situation. So I just thought Thursday night football was a really entertaining game because of all the drama of the quarterback situation and Mike Tomlin, not having a losing season. Um, you know, the Cleveland Browns, you know, they get this big name quarterback. And if if Brissett can keep them competitive, keep them 500, and you get Watson back, like that's what Cleveland is trying to do. I'm not in support of Cleveland. I'm just saying for them to win and make the playoffs, like that's what they're banking on. And, you know, they won the game. They're two and one. They have Nick Chubb. Amari Cooper looks looks good, you know. Um, <laughs> I know that's got to hurt. You know, it really it it doesn't like it doesn't hurt as a fan. It's more or less like going back. You know, John Gruden got rid of a lot of players, and it just really makes you wonder. You know what was really going on inside that building, or what was going on in his personal opinions. Um, where, you know, I don't know. I I. I don't want to assume anything um, because you start getting with like race and, you know, assuming I I'm speculating, you know, but, you know, getting rid of Amari Cooper um, there, you know, there was uh Rodney Hudson didn't want to play for John Gruden almost immediately. Um, so they got rid of him and he was a pro bowl center. Um, you know, it, it, it's interesting that there's a, a few Raider players that are, have moved on and looked pretty good, you know, and I know Amari Cooper had his criticisms in Dallas and, you know, they moved him, you know, to the Cleveland Browns. Um, but I think having a, you know, having Amari Cooper as your, as your number two, number three, that's a hell of an option. That's a guy to get the ball to. He's, he's still an explosive player. He may not be a, you know, a, a game wrecker, um, you know, what insert, you know, name, uh, uh, Cooper cup. Maybe he's not a Cooper cup. Who's like a game wrecker. Um, but he's pretty good. I'd like to have him on this team, you know? So I just thought Thursday night football was interesting. This whole season has been about the, the backup quarterback. It seems like Jimmy G and, and, um, stepping in for Trey Lance now, um, you know, new England might be, 
<laughs> <They're>, <laughs> Mac Jones doesn't look very good this season. No. He forgot how to he's play. Also, he, he's also he's also has an ankle injury. He's out. Yeah. yeah, he he got hurt toward the end of that game, so it's looking dangerous. And Tua's out next week, right? Like, what's dude, going? Like the video of Tua. If you get a chance to watch it, check it out. He uh, he doesn't really necessarily get sacked, but he gets pushed backwards after throwing the ball. And when he lands, he snaps his neck and hits his head on the ground. He gets up like two seconds later, and it looked like a boxer taking the KO punch. Like he is wobbly. Yeah. And and then the scary part is he stayed in the game. So now the Miami Dolphins are under investigation to see if they uh, did not follow concussion protocol like they're supposed to. Right. Yeah. The official story from Miami on that note was um, that the wobble happened because he got like a tweak in his back or something. And yeah, so I don't that's, know, that's, oh, no, no, no. I'm not saying that I agree with that. That's what they're saying. That's their, that's what they're saying. So that's, I mean, what, I would say it too, as an organization, if I knew I fucked up, but yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, we'll, no way. We'll, we'll see. I mean, I, I agree. So with now you. their thought, backup quarterback is going to get a start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, now they're wishing they had, uh, um, what's his name with the Jacoby big old beard. Brisket. No, no, it's no, no. magic. It's oh. Pat, it's magic. Yeah. No, I, I do want to point. I don't want to dwell on this too long because we've been on NFL for yeah. quite some time here, but yeah. Pickens had one of the most amazing catches I have ever seen oh, um, that in that great. Thursday night oh, he football. Went, he went full Odell Beckham. Yeah. But not to be outdone, uh, Devontae Smith also had an amazing catch. If you get a chance to watch that one, jumped about five feet in the air, twisted his body around and landed on his back and caught the ball. Don't know how he did it. It was the most impressive thing I've ever seen. Definitely doesn't uh, uh, I think break what uh, Pickens did. That was an amazing catch, but uh, definitely catch of the year for right now. All right, so I think that pretty much does it for our main NFL talk. I have one quick NFL note, though, to mention. The NFL is revamping the Pro Bowl again. And so what they're doing is they're getting rid of the tackle part. They're just going to play flag football, and they're calling it the Pro Bowl games. So there will be like a bunch of like competitions of some kind throughout the week instead of making the guys go out there and pretend to play tackle football. Uh, So... Oh boy, the worst the worst all-star game of the major sports gets a little bit worse in my opinion. I just I I already was not going to watch this game, but now I'm going to actively make sure that other people don't watch this game. Yeah, yeah it's just a it's, terrible idea. It's a joke. It's it's boring. It's very boring, but Again, we've talked about it ourselves. Like, what could they do to make it more entertaining? And reality, we didn't come up with anything really better. So, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Good luck. I don't get it's paid loses- to do what they do to figure it out. But that certainly right. isn't a winner in my books. I-, I think it's just TV contracts at this point. The only reason why they have anything at all is because of the TV contract with, like, ESPN or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, otherwise, I think the NFL would be happy to just have a list of guys saying, here are the guys that are getting bonuses because in their contracts, they stipulate if you make a Pro Bowl, you get a bonus. So yep. that's what oh, I think they should do. But here that we are. My, that Miami game I'm seeing on TV right now also had the punter kick the ball into his own lineman. Oh, yeah. yeah we, we, we had the butt punt. <laughs> and then Mark, Mark Sanchez, Sanchez was like, stay in your lane, bud. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so all these guys that made fuck ups a decade ago, they at least have a sense of humor about it. So, you know, love good on it. them. I yeah. love it. I love it. Uh, okay, so I think it's about time to switch gears. Sam, what Let's are we uh, what are we talking about now? We got um MLB. Let's do baseball, huh? Let's um, do it. MLB, yes. Yep, clunky transition. Activate. <laughs> All right, so 
The big story, <laughs> Albert Pujols hit home runs number 699 and 700 in the same game on Friday night in LA, in, uh, LA against the Dodgers. So good for Albert. This is what we were waiting on. We predicted that this would happen. Uh, I didn't expect it to happen in the same game, but it's very exciting, and I'm very happy for Albert Pujols. Uh, He's retiring after this now, right? Uh, I would think so. I mean, I don't know. Unless somebody wants to have a guy hang out for, you know, play 60 games maybe next year. Uh, I would love to see him uh, get ahead of Babe Ruth, you know, get to 715. But I I don't know that I don't know that any team is going to want to sign a 42 year old guy that's only going to be able to hit for half the games. I don't know, man. Yeah, I I would assume he's going to retire. But um, speaking of retirement, too, Stephen Vogt is also announcing his retirement. Yeah. A's legend. Yeah. That's the only foul ball I ever caught was in Seattle. And then it came off the bat of Stephen Vogt. (laughs) And then on top of that, another retired player, Buster Posey, is now becoming the first former player to be a principal owner and on the board of directors. Uh, for the giants. the giants yeah so that is such a giants move you know that it's just yeah bring typical. bring typical. bring bring their guy back i mean i get it and good for buster i mean they paid him enough money to, that he's able to do it him and that toyota money man uh yeah <laughs> oh yeah i forgot all about that yeah, yeah. so uh good for buster um you know they he's filmed gonna that in start, my hometown too he's gonna start making you know, you know i was gonna ask you guys this money. last week about when we were talking about the warriors is when Curry retires, don't you think like the Warriors would be a basketball franchise that like got, you know, the Curry, Clay, Draymond, you know, Andre, like who those players, I think specifically to like get ownership in the team. Like, don't you think they would want those guys? I, I would think the Warriors would try to work something out when they're retired that they're part owners. Um, you know, because we saw like through the years, like um, Laker players stick around the franchise and be a part of it. Magic, you know, I know he wasn't the greatest GM, but he's been around the franchise as an ambassador. Um, I could see the Warriors totally doing something with Curry uh, specifically about ownership. I can, as long as it doesn't happen exactly as your example with the Lakers, with Wilt Chamberlain kind of phased out of it, didn't want to do it anymore. You know, Magic Johnson was not, ideal in that situation so as long as it doesn't affect the day-to-day operations or you know what's going on behind the scenes i'm all for it but i do not want what happened with the lakers yeah what i, don't I want th- I is don't, i don't think oh. it would be a day-to-day operation i think he would be like i don't think buster posey is going to be a day-to-day guy i think he's just on the board of directors so when they hey we're gonna go and make an offer on uh you know aaron judge you know should they he's going to have a voice in that room. And I think Curry would have a voice on insert big time free agent, you know, 15 years from now or whatever. I, sure. I actually look at what magic Johnson did and he ended up buying into the, the uh, Dodgers. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, could we convince Steph Curry to buy into the A's? Yeah. You know, that's, that's what I want. That's what I want to see. That, that's a good one. Yeah. I would like gonna, to see I that mean, too. We talked about him being, uh, you know, like on his way to being a billionaire, like with that contract with uh, Under Armour. Uh, so it could be fun, you know, him reinvesting in in the East Bay in Oakland and getting John Fisher the fuck out of here. That would yeah, that's, like that's the big question mark. That, you that, would have to big... wait for him to get out of here. 
Like, yeah, there's I no mean, way anything's happening until John Fisher's out of the picture 100%. Right. And John Fisher's not going anywhere until until a new stadium is built, no matter where it is. Because mm-hmm. he, he's going to want to own that land and make some money off of whatever else they build around there. Um, so, yeah. Um, speaking of the A's, uh, the A's last week, they actually went three and three. They, they took two out of three against Seattle. Um, dropped two out of three against the Mets. The one game they did win was against Jacob Degrom. Big so, win. so th- that's that's huge, you know. I, I mean, think they won was, like ten to four. Or something yeah, like it was pretty lopsided too. I mean, you always get those kind of things happen in baseball. So, but it was nice to see, you know, them not get embarrassed by a team that's leading their division heading into the playoffs. Um, so, so this is really, you know, a, a nice little way to end the season i guess is, is if they're playing you know they're playing fairly well considering who they are and who their opponents are are that they're playing we got a lot of you know uh, the mets are a scary lineup that that's why i picked that's why i jumped onto their bandwagon you know so yeah he's just rubbing salt in the wound because my padres may not make it <laughs> i haven't checked the standings yet where are where are they let's uh let's do that what, just what? look at wild card standings don't even look at standings the dodgers already clinched that they clinched yeah. that oh while yeah i was in la every division except for the nl east is um is basically wrapped up i don't know if it's like not officially yeah. but like congratulations to to cleveland i i did not oh. have them on my bingo card to, to <laughs> clinch and win that division uh-uh no that's that's great for them uh yeah, so the Padres, I mean you're you're worrying about the Padres. They're still a game and a half up. Uh they're they're holding the second spot, the second wild card spot. The Phillies are holding the third and final wild card spot. The Phillies have a game and a half lead on the Brewers. So the Padres have three game three game wiggle room. Sam's Cardinals are leading their division by several games, uh probably about 10 or so. Let me check that. Hit that button. Uh uh, six and a half games. I take that back. But I mean, Cardinals are cruising. The Mets, uh, they only have a game and a half lead on the Braves, but Braves are a really good team. The Mets are a really good team. So it's going to be a lot of fun going down this, the last dozen, 10 games, give or take. So shout out, Matt. Olsen. Lots of former A's on these and, teams. And yeah. Robbie Grossman, who's also yeah. on the Braves. Yeah. Could you get uh, Robbie Grossman? Fuck that guy. <laughs> Is there anyone else on the Braves that was on the A's? It's Matt just Olsen. Two, yeah. Well, yeah, Matt Olson and then Robbie Grossman, I believe, right? So one more. I, I haven't looked at the Braves roster recently because uh, I don't need to. <laughs> How the I, uh, Giants do? What's this up behind me is not important. Great Italian <laughs> racing uh, motto. Don't worry about what's behind me. <laughs> How the Giants do this week? Uh, the Giants, they actually did really well this week. They went into Colorado and won a four-game sweep, and then they took two out of three in Arizona. So... One or one? <laughs> We're going to do this every week. <laughs> um, no, I Moving think the Giants, on. I think the Giants played last night. That that uh, four, I mean, the 49ers game looked like a Giants score at one point. I think it was 10-7, to seven, wasn't it? 10-5. 10-5. <laughs> yeah that, that they're still like way out of it like they're they're nowhere cl- they're above uh below 502 right yeah the giants yeah. are done they're yeah. they're cooked uh they're 75 and 78 so they're they're getting real close to getting back to 500 and i think that's the goal i mean they're 31 games behind the dodgers oh my god the dodgers are so sick that just proves that like 
literally um, everything went right for the Giants last year. That's how they got to 107 wins. Um, you make some good decisions. You let the, you let the computer make some more good decisions for you, and then uh, you just get a bit of luck and 107 wins. I mean, I think we all had them at least hunting in the hunt for a playoff spot, but. I mean, it just really like flipped it. Like everything that was going great for them last year has not gone well for them this year. So, yeah. I mean, they're just fighting to get back to 500. And if they get back to 500, I think that's probably a successful season because I think it's only been like a couple of times in Major League Baseball history where a team has won like 100 or more games and then went under 500 the following year. So like this is this is the kind of history that you're trying to avoid. And if you're the coaching staff, you're the general manager, you're trying to keep your job. That's this is something that you want to avoid. So being on that kind of a list. Yeah. Anything else for the good of the order for MLB? Nope. I think we're good. I think we're good. All right. Well, I want to talk about the uh, controversy of moving on from how well the giants and how everything went right to how it's not going right to now. The Suns, where everything was going right for them, is not going right for the Suns anymore. And Robert Sarver is now selling his ownership of not only the Phoenix Suns, but also the Phoenix Mercury, the WNBA team. As and, he should. Uh, yeah, absolutely. 100%. I, I wanted to say congratulations to us. I think it was all because of us. Um, our <laughs> podcast last week motivated him to sell his team. He heard the SVT podcast and said, I, I got to move on. So congratulations, yeah. guys. Yeah, those those jackasses in the Bay Area really made some solid points, and I need to just get out. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and this is going to be some terrible, like, harsh punishment on him. He has to take a billion dollars to go away, however much he ends up selling for. Um, he's yeah. gonna he, he's gonna get a couple billion out of this. So yeah, you know, I I have no sympathy for him. You know, go cry into the sunset with your ill gotten gains, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on one today. I don't know, man. And the and the fun. Celtics. Yeah. So I'm gonna get into this. Um, I, I I'll take the lead on this Ime Udoku Ime Udoku uh, situation here. Now, again, I would like to stress before I continue with this here that we are by no means saying that anything is factual because we don't know what is happening. I can only tell you what has happened and what we assume may have happened. So first I'm going to tell you what had <laughs> happened like, here. We are not journalists. I am. We're I just, just want to make sure a bunch of Reddit and I don't, I don't want anybody to text me. I don't want anybody to text me on, on Wednesday and, and be like, Hey man, is that really what happened? Like, I, I don't know. I have no idea. So here are the rumors. <laughs> exactly. We'll get into the rumors. I, I will get into it. There is some juiciness to it. And I wish I knew more. Right. So first things first, uh, Ime has been suspended by the Boston Celtics for the upcoming season. Most likely won't be on the team or any NBA uh, team going forward. Um, but that being the case, uh, he has been suspended for having a relationship with a Celtics staffer. The Boston Celtics, um, I, according to what I've read, was that the staffer blew the whistle onto it and instead of investigating internally and having uh, the league offices get involved and can hamper whatever else the team may be having on, they hired a lawyer to get into it and have found that results have been not so positive. Uh, they've said that they've had a consensual relationship. Turns out it may not have been so consensual seeing as how the staffer was the one that blew the whistle. So 
getting into it here, looking at my little notes that I wrote so I can keep up, keep up with you guys here. Uh, one of these situations was we don't know who the person is, but the staffer that was in this relationship with the head coach was also in charge of dealing with the team's travel arrangements and each individual person's travel situations. So Nia Long is who Ime was, you know, in another relationship with and engaged with. She decided to be moved to Boston with her son. And the staffer was the one that set up the arrangements of moving her to Boston. Now, I don't know. Now, this is where we get into the speculations and and everything of that nature, because that's all we have given to us pertinent from information. We don't know if that movement is what caused the staffer to blow the whistle because she realized that Ime is obviously cheating on her or if that situation blew up because Ime's inappropriate comments to the staffer helped Mm -hmm. her also blow the whistle. So we don't know, but that's the kind of the situation where we're at. Uh, was it the staffer saying it or is it because the staffer realized that there's another woman in the picture? Blow the whistle. Woo, 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 woo. Blow the whistle. I, I think I'm, I'm really intrigued <laughs> to hear more of this story. You know, I, I obviously we're not going to find anything out until, you know, a, a case has been settled and things of that nature. And we still may not find everything out about it, but it's very intriguing. It's not very often that you get something like this happen in a, in a sporting operation field, you know, unlike Brett Favre who decides to show his micro penis to everyone. Yeah, man. That's right. Let's just rip that son of a bitch while we're at it. Um, yeah, this th- this whole situation, obviously, we're going to end up knowing pretty much all of the details at some point because this is, uh, it, I'm going to say it in a disgusting way, it's too juicy, you know? Like, this, this story has a, a lot of moving parts and everybody really wants to know. So sooner or later, uh, the truth will come out and we'll know, you know, all the... Um, all the fun little nooks and crannies of the details. So, and I'll be at here this point. It. Yeah. At, at this point, we're just going to, you know, heat up some popcorn in the microwave and sit back and just uh, let, let the press do their job. So that way we can uh, make our silly little jokes uh, here on this podcast for you. Lovely listeners that we appreciate <laughs> uh, email us SVT sports at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's all, all right. I got on that. Um, you know, let's get into some more positive news. Uh, the World Cup is coming up soon, and I feel like someone's got some notes on the World Cup, or at yeah. least games leading up to it. Yeah, so um, just uh, on a whim, I was watching the World Cup, qual- uh, not qualifying, because uh, the United States already qualified, but uh, World Cup tune-up games. Uh, so the U.S. men's national team dropped uh, their last game 2-0 to Japan. It was on Friday morning in Dusseldorf in Germany. So really a neutral site, Japan, U.S. playing in Germany. That's fun. So the U.S. men's national team is struggling. They've only had one win and two draws in their last six games versus World Cup qualifying teams. Um, But they may have found who's going to be the goalie for the tournament. So uh, I was watching this game and Matt Turner is his name. He was he made some really quality saves and uh, if they can figure out how to play in front of him a little bit, maybe us will have a chance. Cause if you got a goalie, that's half the battle right there. So he looked great. And, and sometimes the balls will sneak by you and that's not the goalie's fault, but here, here we are, you know, it's world cup qualifying time. We're almost there. We're about six ish weeks away from games 
playing that matter. This is this is exciting. This is the time. Yeah, I can't wait to go to a pub with you guys and yeah, like, watch an actual like a proper pub that would it's obviously for football related reasons. Uh, that's the uh, English football version. Yeah, um, that's it'll be breakfast. I, I really want to watch that. It'll be breakfast pub like get get like a, a brunch buffet or something, you know, it'll be yeah. good. I'm totally into that. I also yeah. hear that they're putting in, uh, you know, the number one starters for this game against uh, Saudi Arabia just because they're they're struggling. And they want to just get everyone out there that probably shouldn't be, but just get them out there so they can get an idea of what we're looking at. Yeah, this is uh, you got to get right at least a little bit. You know, you, you want to be playing well going in. And this is their last match coming up against Saudi Arabia before the World Cup uh, starts. So this is your last chance to get the starters in, get them playing together, get them feeling a little bit more comfortable, a little bit more on the same page. That's all I'm really looking for. If it ends up being a, a, a two, two draw or something, I'll take that because I'd rather them, you know, play together and start looking better. And if, if they end up losing to Saudi Arabia, uh, this is alarm bells going off for me, at least. I, I can't wait. I had a great time last time the World Cup came around. Last time, yeah, I was. I was trying to think of make sure we weren't in COVID. No, we definitely were not in COVID. The problem so. is coaching. They need to hire Ted Lasso. That's right. <laughs> I I just uh, watched Ted Lasso for the first time through, and oh my god, Welcome. I love it. I'm like, uh, I actually asked my wife if she's uh like what percent of Roy Kent I am, and she said you're like 86 percent Roy Kent, dude. And I was like, yeah, that that tracks. That that fucking tracks. All now right. we got to get you to watch uh, Wrexham. Wrexham's been uh, so popular that uh, out of, I guess they ran a Nielsen's TV report here. Out of all the shows being watched currently, it is second behind the new uh, Game of Thrones series as the most watched series. So yeah. Yeah, it's Wrexham's, actually really damn good. Yeah, it's on my to-do list. I just I haven't had a chance yet, but it's definitely something that I'm aware of and I will be watching at some point very soon. And it's you're gotten... caught up on Ted? You're caught up. I'm all caught up. I mean, season three okay. won't be released for another couple of months, at least um, on the bright end, on the bright side. So like, Rexon's yeah. gotten so popular that uh, their jersey sales this this year alone, or I guess this season alone, has been three hundred and sixty six thousand pounds, which is just shy of four hundred thousand dollars. Last year's jersey sales was fifty two thousand pounds. Sounds good. I don't know what to say, man, but it's about uh, that ownership you know. caring about their product, baby. Yes, yeah, right. Man. Look at that. They do, Fifth. they do. And I think that's really impressive. I think that's one of the best things about that show is that Rob McElhinney is really caring about this team and making sure that, that they give back to the community of Wrexham. So check it out yeah. if you haven't, guys. Give it a uh, shot. FX. I'm, I'm, I'm a hyped. Yeah. Yeah. This is great. So. You got anything else for us, Vince, on these extra points? Um, no, not not yet, not right now. Um, uh, I will say that we are gonna do. Uh, I am gonna do a breakdown of gambling props twenty six and twenty seven in California soon. I haven't had a chance to read through the entire thing yet. Uh, I just got my little mailer for, with all the information on it, and there's a lot to go through because these two props are basically competing against each other, and. If they both win, then it'll go to the courts to figure out which one will take precedence. And if they both lose, it's not going to matter. But if one wins and one loses, you know, then yeah. that'll obviously be, take over the land. I did check um, some polling 
and it looked like 27 was actually down big. Uh, 26 was also down, but not nearly as big. So R- r- remind me, 26 is it's, online uh, yeah, like no, bindi, Indian bingo. Yeah, uh, it, casinos. It, it's at the casinos and at like horse race tracks is uh, where 26 is. 27 is the online uh, gambling Got one. Got it. So so there's a lot to go through. And uh, just my first like hunch like is I don't know that either of them is perfect. You know, I, I, I want something in the middle of these two combined into one, I think is probably the solution that I would look for personally, because, because I, you know, we, us whiteies have really screwed over the native American tribes for a long, long time. And the casinos are sort of, we gave them, we gave them a blanket. Yeah, and, totally. Or, yeah. Yeah. That's a, exactly a trail what happened. to walk on. Yeah. It was a nice little, uh, evenly paved path in the 1800s. Right. Yeah. No, uh... it's, God. So, um, there's a whole lot of other stuff to go in there and we'll see what happens when it shakes out. So, yeah, that's that's all I got, gentlemen. How about you guys? I'm good. That's all I got. I did want to point out there were some uh, interesting uh, NBA moments today that involved uh, uh, basically media day. Uh, some couple of good nuggets was uh, Kyrie Irving said that um, there wasn't many offers for him and that teams were concerned about his commitment and he thought that was unfair. So that's fun. Um, the other nugget I heard was, uh, that, I just want to, uh, I want to jump in on that real quick. Just that, um, I think it's unfair that he's spouting really bad, incorrect information about, I agree. like about flat earth and vaccines and all that stuff. So tough titties. I don't know. Yep. I agree with you. I agree with you. Kyrie Irving is not on my radar of a player that I condone or appreciate as a person. Yeah. So, um, the other one that I thought was great was that, uh, uh, Russell Westbrook came out and they asked him about his relationship with the Lakers. And his comment was, we all work, do a job. Sometimes people don't like you at your job. Oh shit. <laughs> That's so good. Oh man. At least he's aware. At least he's self-aware. Unlike Kyrie, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. Give me a superstar that knows exactly what he is and what the situation is at, at the Here's very the problem. Least. They just, they don't like me. <laughs> yeah i'm the problem guys it doesn't it's, it's no it, problem it, it's not it's very oil and water like like yeah. the we were thinking that something like Russ this is might like happen the ultimate the, the most truthful it's not you it's me yeah. <laughs> i appreciate the honesty that russell this has grown to be an appreciation because he, ha- he has kind of been an annoying player to me but as a person he's handled this exceptionally well and uh yeah man i, I i'm gaining a lot of respect for him in this aspect he don't uh, want to be there. No, he doesn't. But he doesn't <laughs> and, have a choice either. Yeah, I mean, no team's going to pick up that contract. At least no team that is managed properly is going to pick up that contract. So they're stuck together. And so yeah. we're, we're going we're gonna to see how it plays out. And if the Lakers are able to get out of it, I'll, I'll be shocked. But, you know, I've seen weirder things happen before. So. Cool. All right, gentlemen, I'm going to watch the Cowboys and Giants and see how this affects my team, which I need the Giants to lose to give my team a little bit of breathing room. So fair. you guys have a wonderful night and enjoy your dinner. All right. Um, make sure you follow us on social media, SVT Sports Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Um, as I said earlier, email us svtsportspod at gmail.com and check, out, check us out on YouTube. We're on YouTube now. This is awesome. Uh, we've got our fun little uh, squiggly lines. Anytime we say something, it's uh, very active and bright, and uh, it's a lot of fun. So, like Check literally active. Yeah. 
subscribe, smash the subscribe button, slide into our DMs, all that fun little uh, things that I like to say. <laughs> all right, gentlemen, you guys have a good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs>